Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My little pony. My little pony. Ah. My little pony. I used to wonder what friendship could be. My little pony. Until you all shared this magic with me. Big adventure. Tons of fun. A beautiful heart, faithful and strong Sharing kindness, it's an easy feat And magic makes it all complete You have mine You know you are my very best friend Hello and welcome to My Little Pony Talk It is Wednesday, August 24th I'm your host, Pandora Rose And this is my co-host Gosh darn it, you stupid, get, 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 get over here, get, get over here, get, get. Ow! Okay, I think I've got it, I think I've got it, I think I've got it. Did you get the cicada? Oh, I did, I did. It's twitching, though. It's well, we'll just go outside. Maybe a bird will get it for us. Burn it! Ow! I think I got it okay. this time. It keeps coming back. <laughs> well, you know, it doesn't help that it's cicada season right now in the state of Illinois, so. <laughs> the boyfriend suggests you deep fry the cicada next time it shows up. I just might. <sighs> the frying pan doesn't seem to be doing it. <laughs> it keeps <laughs> me to come back. But it is cicada season after all in the state of Illinois. It's 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 every four year four four or five years we end up getting them. And yes, you know when it's cicada. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, I think that's that's the pattern we usually follow too. Are we getting cicadas this year? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, we. Yeah, it is a storm here. Well, we've got them here because I mean, you go outside and all you hear is. Yeah. And here's our other co-host. Mickey Cicada, woo! <laughs> and the first one was. <laughs> oh, hey everybody! It's Summerblade. Sorry, distracted by cicadas. Does Tony Bird watch that anything? Well, it's better than what I'm being currently um, distracted by. And what is that? Uh, let's see. 
page 469, seven, two, three, four, five, six. The last seven pages of this book. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> it has taken me literally a week to finish this simply because on Friday I ended up getting two packets of work, and I got an email from my, my supervisor going, I swear I do not know where they came up with all this work. It was 200 and some odd charts. Wow. And I was going good. I, I had the, I had the pattern down pat. It's like okay, I do five pa- because I break it up into pages. It's like okay, I do five pages on this day, five pages on this day. I'll do four pages on this day because that's where it's going to end up being. And Sunday would have been my longest day because it would have been the biggest pages. And of course, a monthly visitor decided to pop up on Saturday. Ah. Which at that point just means, yeah, Amy don't want to do squat. <laughs> yeah, that has that effect. I oh, didn't want to read. Huh? What's the theme of the show today? <laughs> <laughs> well, can we talk about pony news quick? Yeah, pony news, sure. Anyone have any? I do. So do I, but I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I got the rest of my, I got the rest of the furniture for my, um, my baby pony nursery. Woohoo! So, actually, the same lady that had sold me a lot of baby pony stuff, had more furniture posted, and she sold me the rest of what I needed for the nursery. So now with the exception of a towel, which is like just a tiny little thing, it's pretty much complete. Now, let me ask you, is it, which version is it? Is it the the pink accessories or the blue accessories? Uh, The pink accessories. Okay, because we have to remember there were two different types of accessories with the playset. Some accessories came in blue and not pink. Yeah. I think I got all the pink ones to match this one because the, the Tiddlywinks that, that came with, that came with the, this nursery when I bought it is the regular version and not the Betty by Eye. I think that's the one with the pink accessories. I don't remember. I well, the mirror, I, I got a blue mirror to go with it, so. Well, the but mirror, the I think, is basically blue. Pink. Well, I got a mysterious, I, I got a mysterious package from China. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's got to be something pony related that I probably ordered and completely forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I also went out to Toys R Us today and got um, the G4 styling size Sapphire Shores. Ooh. Ooh. She's actually really cool. She was a G4 that when I saw her on Amazon, I was actually really excited about. 
because I don't have any princess wine bags to compare her against. Oh, I completely forgot I got her. You don't see a blind bag? Mm-hmm. Is, is, so it's a blind bag size pony? I, I don't quite know because it's quite large to be a blind bag. But you, I don't you have any blind bags. I will. I'll try to because, I mean, it's going to be hard to take this girl's picture because she is so clear. <laughs> you know, she might be a blind bag and because I don't have any of the princess blind bags, so I don't know what size they are. They're only a little bit bigger than the regular ponies. Well, then I'm going to have to size her up against the, the regular ponies and go ahead and Check out that the the size of her, but um, since me she only has about an hour to be with us. I guess we'll just get straight to the point and do uh, pony of the week. Okay. Unless there's any more pony news. Um, Michi, you have any pony news? I got um, Melody's replacement um, blind back ribbon heart mm-hmm. because she lost her favorite pony. Oh. Well, you should have gotten something else, too. I think it's behind the TV, the original one. But anyway, so I got a blind bag ribbon heart, and... Um, they came the mail, and it was fine. The only thing was is it came with its card, but the person who shipped it 
just kind of shifted a bubble envelope and didn't protect the card, so the card is basically crumpled up. Um, Ouch. And it's obviously well, you... just like, you know, when you look at the card on the eBay listing, it looks like you can see like there's a little crease in it, but it basically looks flat. And then it comes basically wrapped around the pony, you know, not being protected by like cardboard or anything. Like it, 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 it was disappointing. Yikes. Yeah. But did you get anything else in the mail? Like anything else in the mail? Did Shining Armor and Cadence get something in the mail? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I did get the, uh, I did indeed get the Flurry Heart and Melody, like the very first one I took out, Melody's like, oh, baby pony. And she, she grabbed it from me and said, thank you and wandered off. So, <laughs> I she tried to sleep with it in our bed, and we told her she couldn't, that it had to go night-night with the other ponies, so now Flurry Heart lives behind our bed because Melody threw a tantrum, and we told her she couldn't sleep with it. Aww. Yeah, well, you know. But what did the note, note say that came with her? Um, I'd have to find it again, but I mean, it basically said, you know, shiny, uh, Cadence and Shining Armor have their hands full with one, but here's two, you know, baby flip parts for you or something to that effect. Actually, hold on. Let me pull up the, um, the message I sent with, uh, Whitney. Because she was a very good sport about doing this. Hold on. I think it was something along the lines of Shining Armor and Princess Cadence already have their hands full with one. So here's double the trouble. Yeah, something like that. Let me see. Aha. Uncles, PayPal. Come on, it's around here someplace. Huh. 
not in the box. Shining Armor and Princess Cadence already have their hands full with just one, but here is double the trouble with two flurry hearts. Good luck. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> I just couldn't remember what I said after that. <laughs> but don't worry, I asked her to de you know, de and I asked her to stabilize them before she sent them off to you so that they shouldn't give you any trouble. Yeah, well, they've been fine so far. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, uh, help but, I couldn't help the note when it's like, okay, I'm sending two of them. Okay, there has to be a note with it. So luckily today, actually, we've only got we only have four ponies actually covered today because um, my little leaky actually has an error on the website, and I've been trying to get a hold of the owner of the, the owner of the site, and they have not gotten back to me. I emailed her using the email that's on the website, and it keeps coming back as not, not valid email. And then I tried contacting her via, um, via the um, the arena. Uh, my little wiki. There's an error error because she has Rainbow Power, Wave 1, 2, Fantastic Flutters, Fashion Style Wave 1, and Styling Strands all listed under Year 4. When, in fact, it's only Wave 1 of the Rainbow Power Ponies that were in year four. Everything else is part of year five. And I went through each each link, and they all link me back to it being listed under the individual ponies as it being an item that was under year five. Ah. So, I think we can get through four ponies. What do you guys think? Um, well, I don't know because um, I'm actually getting ready to go to a, the first general meeting for Melody's school. Well, how about this? Let's pull the pony of the week and we'll let you go. Already shaken up. (laughs) 
and it is. It is week 15. That's a newer one. Okay. And this week's Pony of the Week is... As soon as I can get the card out. Because that comes out a lot easier than Pony sometimes. It's Miss Applejack. Woo! Holy cow, she has glitter in her hair. (laughs) She literally has a streak of glitter in her hair. I did not expect that. I was thinking, oh, there's oh. another Applejack, and then it's like, oh, my God, there's glitter in her hair. <laughs> they actually made her different. Holy cow. Very often. Not no, for Applejack. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's kind of subtle, but it's not very subtle. But um, there's also another bit of news that's probably already old news by now. The first Ten minutes of the next um, Equestria Girls movie, the um, Legend of Evertree Forest, Evertree Forest. The first ten minutes, there is a clip on YouTube. Wait. What? There's a clip There's on a... YouTube first ten minutes of the new um, Legend of Everfree movie. The new Equestria Mew- Girls movie? Yeah. YouTube. Yep. Like the Pokemon. It's on, it's on no, YouTube. YouTube. Oh, YouTube. And it's hilarious because you have Flash Sentry talking to Twilight Sparkle and he is like all tongue tongue tied. <laughs> you know, it it is the most adorable thing you'll ever see. You have to watch it. <laughs> because then Sunset Shiver comes up to her and goes, I know that seems awkward, but you know that girl who looks like you who happens to be a pony princess in another dimension. Um she has a hot he kinda likes her. <laughs> and she's just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, dude, seriously? The hottest guy in school is like falling all over himself. Around you, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it should be really interesting because there's another guy, another guy pony that actually this Twilight Sparkle likes. Oh, okay. So there's, there might be some uh, macho macho thing going on somewhere around here. 
in this movie. <laughs> I saw some of the toys for the the new Equestria Girls movie. They didn't look too much different from the ones that they've already okay. put out. Yeah, they don't. Okay, we'll let you, we'll let you go, Mishi. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right, see you next week. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. What is this? I was completely hilarious. I just had to watch it today because I've been meaning to watch it for like the last week or so. And it's like, I see the part where she's just like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, um, okay. <laughs> At Flash Century, and he's just like, you know, just like basically like almost falling all over himself. And it's it's hilarious watching him do this. Because you feel bad for the guy. <laughs> yeah. Because he's kind of stumbling <laughs> over himself. Yeah. Because, you know, typically he knows Twilight, but he knows a different Twilight. So it's like, okay, they need to bring back the other Twilight so that he could at least you know, go, okay, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> because the Twilight of their world takes one look at another guy and is like, oh, yeah, um, hi, um. Uh, yeah, um, just starts flirting like 15 ways from Sunday. <laughs> so I cannot wait to see that movie. I also cannot wait to see the movie because they go to camp and, you know, the camp director is yelling out, you know, what kind of things do you guys want to do? And everyone's yelling out what they want to do. And, you know, the big, tough, muscular pony guy, Uh he yells out arts and crafts. Uh Oh, that's cute. Flash Sentry and the one eco guy both look up at him and he goes, what? My mother needs new pot holders. Aww. I nearly, I nearly fell out of my seat laughing at that one because it's like, you know, it's the teri- stereotypical thing of, you know, a biker. Mm-hmm. Okay, you look at this guy, and basically what you see is a pony, a, a biker in pony form. Right. Because yeah. He's all muscular. He's strong. He looks like he could rip you in half like, you know, you were a twig. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's going to be the sweetest guy on the block. You know, I mean, it was so cute when he just stood there looking down at the at the at Flash and, and the other guy went, what, my mother needs new potholders. Aww. Because they were just looking up and kind of like, have you just lost your mind? And when he said that, they were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> mm, pardon me. Yeah, pardon. But yeah, it mm. was, it, 
I mean, granted, it was only 10 minutes long, but it was still enough to just give you a taste of what is going to happen. Because, unfortunately, poor Twilight is being haunted by Midnight Twilight. Oh. And she's even having nightmares. Things she turned into. Yeah. So. And she's even having nightmares about it, so. Mm -hmm. Well, I can understand that. That was a pretty scary thing. Oh, yeah. And it was actually quite funny because they're at camp, and of course, you know, Celestia and Luna have to go because, you know, it's a school field trip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess every group that goes there, you know, donates a, a class gift. Well, evidently Luna and Celestia were evidently in the same group. So, you know, the, the the person's pointing out all the things that have been given, and she points out a sundial. And Celestia kind of just sits back and goes, yeah, that was our class gift. And oh, Luna's just cute. standing there. Yeah, Luna's just standing there staring at her, like, yeah, despite the fact that some of us thought it was impractical because it doesn't work at night. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of true. <laughs> but it, you know, it shows that you know it shows a basic human sisterly function towards each other of you know the one sister being yeah yeah we did this and the other sister being yeah oh but um yeah here it, it doesn't really you know that. serve a purpose all the time. <laughs> Exactly. And being the the Debbie Downer. <laughs> well, you know, she's just there to knock Celestia off her high horse, for lack of a better term, every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Look at this great thing but I donated, Luna. Half the time it doesn't work. <laughs> Geez, Sally, why didn't you just give him a broken clock? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's basically about it. I mean, because that literally is the animosity you feel, you, you, you see between these two. And, you know, you're so used to seeing Celestia and Luna getting along perfectly in harmony. Yeah, it's nice to see some sort of bicker like actual siblings. Yes. And I think only in this human world could they possibly do this because, you know, only in that human world would they have that type of thing going on. Well, they have it in the pony world, but the thing is we're not really going to see it much on the show. It comes through on the comics a lot, but... 
Yeah, we're definitely not going to be able to see that same dynamic in the show. No. But, yeah, I mean, it was hilarious when, like, you know, Celestia's, like, all proud, and Luna's just standing there with her arms crossed going, yeah, but it doesn't work at night. And Celestia just looks at her kind of like, I hate you. <laughs> it, it's one of those moments where you just ha- you just have to take pause and just laugh. Yeah. Because you I'll never see them arguing now. Well, later. Oh, yeah, you but... definitely do. Oh, you definitely do because I mean it is good. And I swear I keep looking for news as to whether or not there's going to be another season of Sailor Moon. I will not rest until I know there is another season. (laughs) You know, I have Crystal on my watch list on Crunchyroll. I have not watched any of it at all. I'm sorry. (laughs) If, If you can ignore... If you can... Look past the points of the CGI during seasons one and two and just bite your lip and try not to claw your eyes out while you're doing it. <laughs> that bad, huh? CGI is great in some aspects, but not when you're doing a full-out animation. Yeah. It does have to be used sparingly. Yeah. When you use it to basically make the entire show it... uh, I mean, they're... I, I <laughs> there's just no way to describe it because I went and I was um somewhat a little bit nostalgic. I went back and I was just because I wanted to hear the voices for the dub of Crystal uh-huh. to see just how bad they are because I've heard that they are pretty bad. So I went back and I went back to, you know, during um, the Black Moon Kingdom where it was Prince Demian and Sapphire, Rubius and all of them. And it's like, you know, as you see the transformations, I mean, that, that, those are the parts where you really cringe. Mm-hmm. Because I that I mean, they look like they have no bones in their bodies the way they move. Uh, 
I mean, her, her her hand literally bends in a way that a human hand should not bend unless it is Harry Potter and I forgot who who the, who the um the famous wizard that accidentally made all of Harry's bones disintegrate. Yeah, I I can't remember his name either. The one that was like really full of himself and yeah, and had that book and yeah 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 yeah. I can't remember um, his name either, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, just imagine that. <laughs> oh, that's unsettling. <laughs> I mean, when the, when the wrist basically, I mean, I mean. When, when the hand is basically almost touching the complete back of the, the the arm as her hand is whipping around, that is just, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, it gets better after that, right? Uh, season three, they went back to the original form of doing animation. Okay. Season I mean, three, they went back to better. old school. They went back to old school. Okay. So, and of course, I've been on this Sailor Moon kick for like several weeks now, for like a week and a half now, because I've been role playing and, you know, my character is actually a singer in a band, and you know I needed to have the, you know it was a really great song for her to sing, and it's like I know exactly which one, and I know exactly which video to go ahead and use to go ahead and demonstrate the song. Mhm. And basically, it's Queen by Velvet, the Queen by Velvet, and it's all about um. The video features Sailor Moon transforming into Neo Queen Serenity and uh, Princess Serenity, all from the original series. Ooh. So, yeah, no crystal stuff in there, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, currently checking out Pony Puppy to make sure of what damage he's currently doing out in the yard. But yeah, I've ended up having to put that on a loop on the account of I've been listening to the book series that I'm currently reading mm-hmm. on Audible, and I didn't realize 
until after I finished the first, the the second book, I didn't have the third book yet. <laughs> oh, okay. So now I've got to wait two weeks for Audible to charge me for a credit because I'd rather pay nine ninety nine and get a credit to purchase it than pay thirteen ninety five for the book. Ah, yeah, ends up much cheaper that way. But yeah, I fin- I ended up finishing it, and it was funny because I'm going through my library, and it's like, okay, it's not on here. Maybe it's on the library on my on on Audible, and I just haven't downloaded it yet. And it's like I get on Audible, and it's like you haven't even bought it yet, and it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Excuse me? I have been reduced to trying to find things to listen while work, listening to while working. Got it. (laughs) You know what this really, 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 really stinks? What what's that? We have an hour and seventeen minutes and only four ponies to go through. Yes, and I believe that they're just variations of ponies that we've pretty much already covered. <laughs> okay, so how are we gonna stretch that to one to an hour and seventeen minutes? Uh, I don't know. We could talk about other pony things too. That is true. Are uh, are you up on the recent episodes? Oh my god. Yes I am. Okay, so I love... and the changeling can change? Yes. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> we could talk about that. I... I've been dying to see the Changeling one. Did you see it yet? I saw it, and it's like, oh, my God. Spike is so cute and so sweet and so evil. I thought that one was really good. I I thought it was, too. I mean... Okay, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the episode... Um, do you want to go through the four ponies before we do this? Yes, let's go through these four ponies, and then we can talk about um, the last two recent episodes of um, the show. Yeah, because it'll be a total spoiler alert. That was good, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, it'll be a total spoiler alert moment here, you know. Okay, hold on. I got comfortable here. All right, well, let's cover the four ponies we're going to do tonight. Well, let's see. Who's up for uh, um, Pinkie Pie? Who do you think is up first? (laughs) I actually have this one. 
Of course, I have Pinkie Pie because it's compulsory. It's compulsory to have Pinkie Pie if you're a pony collector. You just have a million of them. But I have this particular version of Pinkie Pie. Okay, and what is the difference between between this Pinkie Pie and every other Pinkie Pie? Ooh. This Pinkie Pie, since she's part of the Rainbow Power line, has a streak of, well, actually, she has a streak of color in her hair that's different from the rest of her mane, and then she also has glitter, or the glittery tinsel in her mane, and it's not like the glittery tinsel that the G3s had where, like, it was sort of distributed throughout the mane. It's like, okay, the first streak of hair or the first chunk of her hair is the normal pink color, and then the next streak is nothing but strands of pink tinsel. And then you have a streak of orange hair, and then the last streak is all strands of gold tinsel. And they did this with all the ponies in this rainbow power line, at least for wave one. They did streaks of tinsel. Okay. When you have the mane all together, you know, when you're displaying the pony, the tinsel actually looks kind of cool. It's kind of sparkly. You get a little extra layer of color. But when you have the hair out, like if it's not wrapped around the pony's leg and stuff and it's just sort of like out there, it looks a little crazy with the tinsel because the tinsel doesn't really like lay flat on its own or anything. It makes the mane a little crazy. Well, it does what tinsel does best. Yeah. Well, tinsel tinsel makes everything crazy. There is no sanity for anyone or anything when tinsel is about, unfortunately. Yep. I but definitely agree there. Oh, yeah. That's really the only difference between the Rainbow Power Pinkie Pie and every other Pinkie Pie is that she just has the streak of orange in her mane, and then she also has the pink and gold tinsel. Well, other than the fact that um, you have Gothic Pinkie Pie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Black. That's true. Up next, we have Rainbow Dash, who pretty much looks like regular Rainbow Dash, except for with with rainbow tinsel in her hair. Yeah, she just looks like she's got um, a streak of gold where the yellow would normally be. Or the, yeah, streak of gold tinsel where, where her, the yellow would be in her mane, and purple tinsel where the purple would be in her mane. Okay. But they pretty much just, like, gave everybody tinsel for this line, it looks like. Yeah, that's what it does look like. Ah. 
Okay. Okay, now this is strange. What's that? I must not have looked really well. What? Because... Okay, first of all, Rarity shows up under year five when you click on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's odd. And... Year four, when you select her, it doesn't even show her on the list of being in the line. Yeah, I think... Oh, wait. Wrong button. Yeah, it doesn't show the rainbow power rarity in year four. Where's the list? Yeah, it's just got Crystal Empire Masquerade and Crystal Motion Rarity. Hmm, hold on. No, Fluttershy. Oh, wait, yeah, you're right, Rarity. Yeah. Yeah, this... Okay, because last week this was under your four. And I... This... Okay. I say we stop here. Okay. <laughs> there, we've we finished year four. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot sooner than what we thought we would. Yeah. Well, I figured it wasn't going to take long. Yeah, especially with it being as cockeyed and bald as this is being. So, yeah, but... I mean, essentially for 
the wave one of rainbow power, they were all just one of the main six with a streak of color in in her hair and tinsel. I think it was supposed to mimic when they went rainbow power in the show, but it didn't quite do it. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I guess I can yell spoiler alert now. Yep, let's let's go ahead and say we're gonna have spoilers for the last three episodes that aired of um what is it, season six now? Yes, we are in season six. Yes. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you do not want to hear this, please turn your turn off the off the recording now because we will spoil it for you and we don't care. <laughs> Sorry, I could not help myself there. Sorry. Yeah, we are going to spoil it because we're going to sit here and talk about it. And if you don't want to hear it, as I said, you better turn off the recording now. (laughs) All right. So I know you want to talk about the Changeling one because that was super cute. Oh, my God, that was so cute. Oh. But I guess we have to go backwards to the, to the, not the one before that one, but the one before that one. Um, was, did you get me a tea? Oh, thank you. Sorry, my boyfriend just came downstairs. He handed me a, a tea from McDonald's. Oh. Yes, he's a good boyfriend. Yeah, that was, um. You have him cha- trained well. Yes, he's he's a good pony boyfriend. Yes, he is. I'll give him pats on the head. You have to give him positive reinforcement. Good boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> what was that? That was his imitation of a dog. Oh my God. So, so anyway, she she thinks you're funny, baby. He's taking his nightly meds. Oh crap! That reminds me, I've got to do mine. Okay. <laughs> yes, hello, Pennybird. It is medication all the way around. So, the first episode I wanted to talk about was the one called Stranger Than Fan Fiction. Because it has Patty yeah. Oswald in it. And it's Who? really funny because a few weeks before I saw that episode, I was watching his newest stand-up, and he's talking about friendship is magic. And he was saying that, like, when he was little, he was really into, like, Star Wars and comic books, and his daughter was really into My Little Pony. 
And then he was going. He, he's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I can't really get into a world right now. He goes, but my daughter's really into this show. And then he's like, well, let me tell you about this show. And then he proceeds to perfectly explain the entire plot of the show and every character. And then he goes, but I'm not really into the show. <laughs> We're like, yeah, right. Closet brony. And then he's on the show as um, somebody that Rainbow Dash meets at, like, a Daring Do convention, which I think is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. You know, Tony's having conventions. and you know, I, you know, I think Hasbro probably stole that from us. <laughs> they probably did. They probably did. They probably they've probably been looking around for like the last several years, going, "We need to incorporate this into the show in some form or another." And then they look at Daring Do and they went, "There we go." <laughs> <laughs> because seriously, you look at that episode, and what do you see? You see a pony fair. <laughs> yes, basically. With all the setup, and they had vendors that were selling customs and all kinds of stuff. And it was just like, hey, look just like the MLP Theater. It's like, the, seriously, that's the, that's the pony there, right there. They're dressed in costumes. That's the same thing they do. Yeah, the, it, was, it was like... Like Comic-Con or Oticon or the Pony Fair or like any one of the conventions that you would go to. But it was, it was real, actually which, thought it was kind of cool. Which was actually quite funny because I actually just watched the movie Ted 2 the day before. Which had the Comic-Con. Oh, really? You, have you ever seen the movie Ted? Ted? No, I don't think so. Ted, the talking teddy bear. Oh, oh, yeah, Ted. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see the second one? No, I haven't seen the second one. Well, I'll give you a small spoiler to that one. They go to Comic Con in that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, I can just picture how that goes. <laughs> it, 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 it is quite funny, you know. I, I, I mean, I, I, well, we'll get into the movie later, but, but I mean, it was because I mean, I watched that the day before, and they went to Comic Con in the movie, and then I watched this, and it's like, oh my god, seriously. <laughs> Did I not just watch something where they just went to like a con- convention or something? <laughs> but I will say this uh, for any parents out there who do not know what the movie Ted is about, it is not for children. Yes, it is about a teddy bear, but it is not for children. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely something that would be only for grown ups. So with that being said, 
<laughs> but yeah, and yeah, I, I think the moral of that episode was was good, but I think it's probably more aimed towards like older fans than it would be the original target audience. Yeah. Yeah, because you've you've definitely you've got that that sense of that because you have the character who's basically is basically a combination of almost a, a combination of a lot of people in the pony community who have been yeah. pony collectors for years, where he likes all the old stuff and any of the new stuff. Because he feels like it's just regurgitated stuff all over again. Yeah. I mean, and you really look at that and that basically is that basically is the original pony collector standing there right in front of you. Well, you, yeah, I mean, it's, there are a lot of fans of the older generations who aren't terribly pleased with the, some of the stuff that's coming out in the newer generation. And, you know, this could also be applied to other fandoms, too. Um, Definitely. I mean, basically any other fandom. I look at Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek, um, the Ghostbusters probably, fan of now, anything. Oh my God, I do not even want to see the new movie. I, 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 I've seen the previews. I, I no, no. It, it's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It's just not a good Ghostbusters movie. If no, you're wanting bad. something that's a continuation of the older movies from the 80s, you're not going to get it with the new movie. But it's, it's a different interpretation. Even, it's just not the same thing. It's a horrible interpretation. They basically just, I mean, just made it. Granted, I love the fact that all the Ghostbusters are all women. Great, cool, empowerment, empowering women. Until they open their mouths. <laughs> That's it. They just threw the women's movement back about 500 years. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if you look at the moral of the Strangers in Fan Fiction episode, it could be applied to almost any fandom. It's you know, Rainbow Dash looked at what what was Patton Oswald's character? Quibble pants or something like that? Yeah. It was Quibble something. And um she says, Look, you like the older Daring Do stuff and I like the newer stuff and it's okay for us to like the same thing for different reasons. And I was kinda like, you know what? Good on Hasbro for putting out this moral because people need to kind of realize this, you know. Well, actually, over the years, that has happened. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. uh, 
when, when, Bronies, when, when Bronies first bursted out onto the scene, though, I hate to say it, they were obnoxious. Yes. And how they acted. And how they, how they, how they, you know, portrayed themselves until they looked around and they were like, wait a minute, we're in the middle of a convention full of people who've been doing this. Some of these people have been collecting for 20 plus years. We're arguing with these people, but yet we're all in the same place. Because the very first time you saw bronies at at a convention was actually at Hasbro. That was the very first time you saw bronies at a convention. Oh, that was when they had and, it on East Coast, right? Yeah, that was when they did, um, I think it was the 30th anniversary. I believe they so. were. They were doing, um, every five years, they were doing, like, an anniversary thing. Hasbro was letting them do the conventions at um, Hasbro headquarters. Oh, okay. But we have not been invited back ever since. Mm. (laughs) Because, I mean, that was the very first time you had bronies, and, I mean, I hate to say it, when when they first came, when they first hit the scene, that why they got the the rap they did was because when they first hit the scene all they wanted to do was argue about about things and yell and scream about oh that's not that's not my little point because that's that's that that's not this generation i i have on even our on on um iTunes there are even a few bronies who have commented via our iTunes about the fact that we're not talking about the new stuff. And it's like, you know, there was stuff out long before Friendship is Magic. You need to realize this and you need to go ahead and see this. And I saw at the that convention that did not very much happen. Um they came out in full force. They were very obnoxious, and they were very not well received by any of the collectors because of how they were acting. I mean, they were even upset that the pony that was the fair exclusive was in the G three format. Yeah, and that, that was, was the last G three fair exclusive, wasn't it? That was the last fair exclusive, period. Oh, yeah. End of story. That was the last time Hasbro created a pony specifically for the fair itself. Despite the fact that... that We just shared the exclusive with the the San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Despite the fact that, you know, they racked up sales twofold. By having two exclusives. I mean, you had one exclusive at the fair that, you know, everybody wanted because, you know, that was the only place you were going to be able to get it. You had people right. 
going, hey, you know what? Getting like two, three, four, five, six of them at a time because you know they weren't just buying for themselves, but they had like like a list of people of who they were buying for. Mhm. So you know, I mean, they were making ha- money hand over fist then because they were making two exclusives because you not only had people buying the exclusives from the fair, but you had people turning around and buying exclusives from Comic-Con. Heck, you had people sitting online, okay, counting down until the minute sales opened. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, the year they had um, uh, the superhero, the last superhero um, pony, which was the last... Um, Non um um friendship is magic um exclusive. That thing was sold out in ten minutes. Yeah. I mean they literally opened up sales and like ten minutes later it's like sold out. You literally had to be sitting at the computer at nine PM that night in order to get that pony because Nine ten. That was it. They were done. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine they they went fast. They were a really neat looking pony too. They were, and it was um, the dual sided one because you had you know the good guy on the one side and the bad guy on the other side. Yeah, but I mean it was hilarious because you know they they sold out within ten minutes and they didn't even have any for Comic Con. <laughs> They actually had to do a second run in order to have any ponies for Comic-Con. I mean, which, I mean, just to me, from a marketing standpoint, is is stupid. And let's be honest, Hasbro is a company. Hasbro is in the market of making money. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point of a toy company is to make money and sell toys. Yes. So, I mean, for them to have stopped making two exclusives when they knew that, I mean, they would sell out like hotcakes. I mean, heck, hotcakes sell out slower than, than those things did. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think actually, um, at the fair, it's at the fair itself at Hasbro. It was hilarious. They were at Hasbro. They could literally probably go in the back because they had the equipment to make them. <laughs> Hold on, let me get you probably fresh off the presses. Literally, she got a plastic so hot. Exactly. I mean, they literally could have been back there because I mean, they gave us the full tour, including you know the pony the, the pony room where they created the ponies, and you know to see where they are created is it, it is just awe inspiring. <laughs> but I digress. Um, back to my back to my very original point. Um. Bronies, when they first hit the scene, they were not very well 
well taken because of how they acted. Well, I think it was a combination of majority of the bronies that that we got were guys that were kind of like, you know, college age in their 20s and maybe even 30s who are used to being loud and boisterous and having to vehemently defend their opinion on anything. And then to yeah. come into the pony community where everybody goes, it's okay if you like multicolored horses. They just had to like, they, it seemed it seemed to me as though a lot of them felt like they had to defend their thing even more, even though yeah, nobody was attacking them. Right. <laughs> I mean, nobody and was then, attacking them. It was sort of jarring for people who had been longtime collectors to have these overly boisterous and vocal people in on their thing, you know. Yeah. Well, majority of older pony collectors that I've that I've met, and when I say older pony collectors, I mean you know people who are multi generational collectors will, you know, have been fans since G one. Um, yeah. A majority of those people are a little on the quieter side, a little more reserved, you know, don't really right. feel the need to be in your face and boisterous like the bronies were when they first they first came on the scene. Um, yeah. You put those two groups together and it's not always pleasant, you know. No, it leveled out eventually, first. but the first year or so was kind of rocky. No, Rocky, Rocky does not explain it. <laughs> I know that's putting it mildly, but I, I, I that, that, yeah, yeah, that, that is very mild. But um, I had taken a couple of years off from the fair because of um, health reasons, financial reasons, work reasons. And you know, when I had left the fair, the fair experience, I left the fair. The, unfortunately, I left the fair experience with a very bad taste in my mouth because of the fact of, you know, the way the bronies were. Um, whenever they won anything in the raffle, I they were they were completely obnoxious about it. Ah. And anybody who was actually wearing a costume that was not, um, and actually that was a lot of people. Uh, a lot of the people in the costume contest were all G1, G1 ponies. There were a couple of G2 ponies. I think there was maybe one or two G3 ponies in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the majority of it was G1 ponies. Right. And you had one or two G, G4s in there. And unfortunately, Hasbro was were the ones doing the judging of the contest at the time, and it wasn't the general public which kind of also set off another set of fireworks there because you had people 
asking people, what are you? Are you even a pony? Yeah, because you had the bronies who only had knowledge of G4 and didn't understand, like, fizzy. They wouldn't know that somebody that's wearing an all-green dress with, like, ice cream um, scoops on her and then, like, with twinkle eye goggles or something of that nature, they never identify her as a G4 because no G4 looks like that. There yeah, and also, like fizzy. Um, there were a couple of people who were dressed up as uh, um, the Powder Puff Ponies, including Car Red Roses, who dressed, of course, as Red Roses. Oh, with the poofy hair and the, oh, yeah. Yeah, she was adorable. And we all thought she was definitely going to win that contest because, I mean, she went all out on that on that costume. I mean, she was just, I mean, she was just perfect. But um, everything went towards the newer line. If you were dressed in a costume of the newer line, you automatically won. No, that doesn't quite seem fair. Yeah, but, I mean, part of that might have been the fact that, you know, you had people working for Hasbro who probably didn't know and probably should have, you know, maybe went to the archives first before they did judging. Yeah. But... um I said, it kind of left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. So when I came back and last year to last year's convention, I was really expecting there still to be this divide, this big rift between, you know, the bronies and um, the regular collectors. And I was very pleasantly surprised when I walked in and they're all mingling like, you know, They've been doing it for like the last 10 years. Well, that's good. I mean, I know I've seen on some forum sites that the divide is lessening and that it seems like everybody's kind of like getting along a little better now. Excuse me. No, you're fine. And just my own experience with bronies. Well, I I never really had... Where's the piece of wood to knock on? There we go. (laughs) I never really had any personal issues with any bronies. I've kind of like... The few that I've met in real life, we've, we've gotten along and been perfectly fine. Yeah. But it does seem that on some of the online communities, the wall that was there that was almost like an us versus them mentality is sort of coming down. Yeah, and definitely at the fairs, it definitely has come down because I actually have a picture of someone, and he just happened to be standing by the booth. 
because, as we all know, I could not leave my booth for more than, like, five minutes. Right. Unfortunately. Note to self, next year, if I do a booth, get a partner. If I have to drag them along with me. (laughs) Well, I might be able to go next year, depending on when and where it is. I will cross my fingers. Um, It was hilarious. Because I just happened to look over, and I happened to look over at this guy, and he's dressed up basically in, like, an old-timey, like, swimsuit. And he has a a big, huge duck float, an adult-sized duck float on him. And I I look over at him, and I go, okay, what are you supposed to be? And he looks down, and he looks up, and he goes, to be perfectly honest with you, I said, yeah, be perfectly honest with me. He goes, I could be any baby sea pony. (laughs) Because he's got the duck float. I get it. That's cute. It was, and it's like, okay, I totally have to take a picture of this because I've been unable to take any pictures of anybody in their costumes, but I have been stuck here in this corner all day long. <laughs> and, I mean, this year actually... Costumes actually this year were really good. Um, there were actually some people that were dressed as flutter ponies. The, the G4 swear, flutter ponies? Or the no, G3 the G, ones? The G3 flutter ponies. Do you want to know oh, how you yeah. can tell the difference? How? The wings. Oh, so they had like the the regular looking... Sparkly wings. Let me see. Where are my G3 flutters? Here they no, are. The G, the G, the G1s. Oh, the G1. Yeah. Oh. So you had the scalloped wings and stuff? Yep. Oh, cool. That were, that were see-through and everything. Oh, it's neat. Like you could probably, it's like you could pop the wings off of them and pop them onto a pony and they'd look perfect. <laughs> a little too big, but they'd still look perfect. Oh, I only have one human flutter with its wings. I have two. Mm-hmm. Well, the the only flutter, uh, the only G one flutter I have with its wings is Yum Yum. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tony, brother. I have Windsong and I have uh, Hollywood. Ooh. And all the rest of my G1 flutters have makeshift wings of paper butterfly wings that I got from the dollar store. But they still work. Yeah, they do. But, yeah, back to the point we were making. Um and basically, that episode can definitely sell sell any genre because you know what? You walk into a Star Trek convention, and you yell you yell two words. 
Kirk and Picard, and you will have an all-out brawl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, yes. Original generation, original or next generation. And then somebody jumps in with Space Space Nine, and they go, go away. <laughs> And then, of course, you can also bring up the new movies now, and then there's Voyager, and then there's the season, the, then there's the season that got back in with it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've got to tell you this. I have got to tell you this. They're having a 13-episode series. In January. A 13th in January. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Um, hold on. I was standing up. Okay, now I'm sitting down. Go ahead. 13 episodes. CBS, January. Star Trek. What, a new season? What, what, like, a new Star Trek? Yes. Oh, my God, best birthday present ever. (laughs) (laughs) My birthday's in January. (laughs) This is what happens when, like, it's, like, the start of that time for me. I get very distracted very easily, and I start clicking on various links. And I saw something about new Star Trek series, and I said, "Okay, click." <laughs> and I darn near pooped myself. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's awesome. Oh, cool. I, I'm gonna have not to look at that. And it's not Enterprise. It's actually going to be before Enterprise. Oh, oh, really? Huh. That shit's really interesting. It's going to be one of the ships before Enterprise A even is created. Hmm. Cool. The Enterprise is not even a, a twinkle in anybody's eyes. It's still a naval battleship and not a spaceship yet. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I totally saw that, and it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what else could they possibly be coming out with? <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope it's good. So, we'll have to. Yeah, we will. So. Anyway, on to the next episode, which is? Uh, that was 28 pranks later. Which <laughs> I'm not terribly fond of, but I guess it was still okay. I, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about this one. Okay, simply because of the fact of I am the one person that you cannot scare. 
because of the fact that I have watched so many horror movies. I have watched so many vampire movies. I I desensitized myself by the age of 11. (laughs) Okay? I watched killer robots at the age of 10. Oh, wow. Killing teenagers in the mall because they were... because they evidently thought they were robbing the mall. I forgot what the what the movie was. <laughs> um, I'm kind of the opposite. Okay. I'm a huge baby when it comes to horror movies. I saw Return of the Living Dead when I was 20 and had to sleep with the lights on for the next month and a half. Ouch. Well, then yeah. in that case, I want to see... You do not ever want to see a movie I have watched enough times because I will tell you this: um, my cousin's sister-in-law, okay, she she was over. We were watching a movie. Mind you, I had watched this movie enough times to where I could probably tell you dialogue <laughs> dialogue from beginning to the end. This happened to be the very first vampire movie I ever watched. Okay, this is the vampire movie where I woke up and all I saw was a head reattaching to its body and eyeballs opening up, and yeah, that was the end of the movie. And I had to see the rest of it. (laughs) You know, when the guy at the video store is telling my mother, I don't think she's old enough to watch this. And my mother stands there and goes, trust me, she'll be fine. (laughs) And I come back the next day and go, can I get the next movie? (laughs) And he's standing there going, that didn't scare you? No, can I get the next movie? I need to know know what happened after he got his head reattached. (laughs) Well, I mean, you can't leave on that cliffhanger. You gotta know what happens. I mean, for love of God, typically, you know, stakes through the heart and chopping off the head. My God, this should be dead. (laughs) And if anybody does not know what movie series I'm talking about, I'm talking, of course, about subspecies series, which there was one vampire in this entire series. By the end of the by the end of the series, they actually created what was supposed to be the quote unquote ending. Mm-hmm. But nobody was happy with it. Not even the director was happy with it. Ah, uh, so they they went on and did another movie. Yeah, they went on to do they went on to do a fourth movie, and they finally killed them off. I this uh-huh. guy this guy was he he, he was let's see. He was staked, beheaded, burned, um, like burned in the sun. Uh, let's see what else did he have? Stabbed several times, and it, 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 it and he kept coming back to life. <laughs> That's a tough vampire. 
<laughs> he was like some cockroaches, cockroaches vampires. Yeah. Oh goodness, but but anyway, getting back to this this episode. Yeah. Um being the person that I can get, I, I am not the person who normally scare you. And the point I was getting at was I actually was sitting with a, my cousin's sister-in-law mm-hmm. and we were watching the movie and there was a part where I knew the guy was going to jump out from behind a headstone. Yeah, as soon as he jumped out, I, I yelled. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say she didn't want to watch the rest of the movie. Actually, I, actually, she's a really good sport about it. She watched the rest of the movie with me after that, but told me, you're sitting in front of me. <laughs> you need to be where I can see you. <laughs> that would be me, too. Where's Amy? Where'd she go? There she is. Yeah, I'm the person, if I've seen the movie enough times where I know, know the entire plot front to back, yeah, you, you need to know where I'm at at all times. <laughs> so, yeah, I am definitely in Rainbow Dash's, in Rainbow Dash's shoes in that point where she is scaring everybody. Yeah, and she she kind of went all out on some of these pranks, and I will give give her this, the um the time where she took Applejack's bed while Applejack was <laughs> sleeping and already set up all those traps and put it in the middle of the pig pen and didn't set off any alarms or wake anybody up. That that required some work, and that was clever. I'm gonna give her that one. If she had done that to me, I would have been like, you know what? You got me, Rainbow. Here's a cookie. I'm just, I'm, I'm not even going to say anything bad. You just, that was good. You got me. Yeah, that, 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 that's seriously Prankster's Hall of Fame right there. Yeah. Because seriously, to be able to do all that and not set off any single one of those traps, that that is just genius right there. I don't know how she did it. She either disabled every single trap beforehand or she found some sneaky way to get around them. I think she's probably a ninja. some tricks I, she learned from reading Daring Do, who knows, you know? I, I I say Daring Do. I think she read too much Daring Do and that was it. She's like, I know how to get around all these traps now. Exactly. But, you know, I think she went a little too far with the cookies. Yeah. Um, and when she was scaring Fluttershy in the beginning, I think that was... I, that, that, that was... That, I mean, come on. Standards, girl. Standards. Yeah, and it's like, why? You know, my first reaction was, why are you doing that? You know you're not supposed to scare Fluttershy. Like it came up and sneezed. I I mean, you could have came up right behind her and sneezed and could have scared her. I mean, come on, that that's just too easy. 
Yeah. But I mean, the I cookie mean, thing was taking it too far. Yeah, the cookie thing was taking it too far, but you know what? I love what her friends did to her. <laughs> I love how they got the entire town to go in and do it with them. And only Pinkie Pie could have organized that. Only Pinkie Pie has the organizational skills to get an entire town to pull a prank on someone. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe Pinkie Pie could have done it, but I, only Pinkie Pie could have done it in a span of a day. Yes. Because I mean, you know, for, for the things that I didn't like about the episode, you know, that, that was really actually pretty cool that Pinkie Pie was able to organize an entire town against somebody just to teach her a lesson. Yeah, and just one day, and, you know, one day, that's all all she needed, and she did not even let on to, and the fact that she was able to keep it in and not even tell Rainbow Dash what she did. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's amazing. That one, one, you you know what she needs to get... Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, for the love of God, I mean, she nearly drove herself insane because of, you know, Shining Armor and Princess Cadence having a baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she couldn't say anything about that. But, um... Yeah, and she... <laughs> it was kind of scary, though. If I hadn't known... Like, I could, I could kind of tell that Pinkie Pie was something up after everybody got together and said, you need to stop her? Yeah. But if I hadn't known that, I mean, the prank that the rest of the town pulled on her was genuinely scary. Yeah, I was actually scared. I I, I will admit, being the person that normally does not get scared, I was actually scared. I was like, holy crap, she just turned the entire town into zombies. Yeah. Are we sure I'm not watching a zombie movie here? (laughs) Did this somehow turn into like My Little Pony Zombie <laughs> Apocalypse? My Little Pony Trying Dead? <laughs> yes. Hey, Tony Bird. Don't bite the phone, Salty. <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing with Tony Birds and <sighs> Salty has a bad habit of biting phones when they displease him. Oh, oh yes. okay. Did you blow a kiss? Yeah. Did we say hello? No, just gonna stare at the phone awkwardly. Okay. <laughs> Birds. I got alone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, that that kind of scared me because okay, yeah, I don't scare easily. Of course, I also don't watch zombie movies. Because I hate zombies. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of zombie stuff either. Which, you know, to a lot of people kind of like, they look at me and go, you watch vampire movies. Yes, I know. But it's a different That's, kind of scary, you know? No, they're, no, their exact words is, what is the difference? What is the difference? Okay, first of all, the vampire is going to bite me. And that's it. The zombie, on the other hand, they're not going to eat me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and most of the time in vampire movies, it's it's one vampire. 
And and vampires nowadays aren't like all gross and and mangy and in a slobbering horde or anything. It's it's the one vampire and he's kind of suave and sophisticated and wears a nice suit and stuff like that. Yeah, the one that you could bite in your house because, you know, (laughs) you're just less fat. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) vampires, you definitely know how to fight them. They're like, you know, you you just don't invite them in. That's it. Yeah, you just don't invite them in, eat lots of garlic, and make sure to have a wooden piece, a sharpened piece of wood right next to you, and you're good. Exactly. <laughs> Zombies, you have them in a big horde. They're kind of gross looking. They're, you know, a little disheveled. They're like shambling. Sometimes they move fast. Sometimes they don't. You never know Depending if there's another upon. one around the corner. Depending upon the movie, depending upon the movie, you don't know how they're going to move because you have two different wavelengths on there. You have the Night of the Living Dead series where they all move. You could be standing there for five minutes and the guy has not gone a foot. Right. Okay. You have time to get away. (laughs) Okay. I made I made the stupid mistake of, I don't know what possessed me to do it. I guess it was the fact that, you know, seeing so much about it, I, I watched vampire, I, I watched World War Z. Oh, yeah, the thing with the giant, yeah. The okay. giant zombie horde. Yeah, and that case, no getting away from them, because you know what? They're on you like, like you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as as, as an example. Have you ever seen the Nutty Professor? Yeah. With the um, hold on, hold on a second. Okay, what is the name of the uh, family in Nutty Professor? Okay, uh, it's the clumps going to the go, yeah the clumps going to a um to a buffet. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I understand the okay. The, the, the comparison you, you, making there. I gotcha. You have no you you have absolutely no chance unless you're in the salad bar. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. If you're the salad bar, you're, you're safe. Yeah. Which in that movie was, if you were sick, you were safe. You have to be the sickest. You have to be the sick person in the room for them not to notice you. <laughs> they just stand over the corner and cough. <laughs> Because that was just the one freaky part about the whole movie. It's like, if you were sick, they bypassed you. That's weird. Because if you, I, I know you're not going to watch it, but if you watch the movie, and there is there's actually a scene where there is actually one sick person. There is a horde of zombies barreling down a, it's like the parting of the Red Sea. Oh, my goodness. 
as soon as they get to that person, they part. Wow, that's weird. And go right around them. It's like evidently, evidently the zombies, they they only want good genes. They only want healthy people. Which, you know what? I completely understand that. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to eat somebody that's all sick and stuff. Exactly, you could get sick. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like horrible when like this is our this is our cure. You have to make yourself sick. It's like horrible. <laughs> I have to give myself a virus in order for myself to stay alive. But the virus <laughs> could kill me. Um. I think I'll take I think I'll take option A. I think that'll be quicker. <laughs> and I'll live a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, just a little longer. Until someone oh, shoots my head off. Hold on, the children are screaming for attention. Oh, okay. Here, guys, some cookies. Here. Come here. Yeah, of course you want a cookie. Yes, yes. One cookie. Here. Eat your cookies and be good boys. There. There's there's actually occupied. And there's actually only one vampire movie I have never seen. I've seen parts of it. And I vowed, despite the fact I own the movie, and I got the movie before I knew about the scene. Um, it's I Am Legend. And I will watch certain parts of the movie. movie. It has to do with an episode of French Piz Magic where um, Rainbow Dash is going around scaring people half to death. Yeah. That's what this has to do with My Little Pony. <laughs> But um, it's the movie I Am Legend. And I own the movie. It's still in the package. Now, I have seen parts of the movie. I've seen parts in the beginning, small part in the middle, and I've seen the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to see the entire movie because of the fact that, you know, at the end of the movie, at the beginning of the movie, there's a dog. At the end of the movie, there is no dog. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, so the end of the movie is not Googled, an easy thing to watch. Yeah, I Googled what happened to the dog, and it's like as soon as the, it's like the dog dies. And it's like, how does the dog die? He kills the dog. It's like, what? Excuse me? And it's like, but it's for a very good reason. It's because the dog has been, been turned into, he, he, he kills the puppy. And I, you know, and I always try to watch just parts where, you know, that part is not shown. I, unfortunately, when they turn the movie on at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And turned it on when the dog got attacked. 
and he tried to um, save the dog. Yeah, so. that was that that that's a little difficult to watch if especially if you're an animal person. Yeah. So I did so I did finally see the scene and it's like uh, Okay, I've seen it once. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I I will never watch this 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 movie ever again. But yeah, back to the back to that whole thing of yeah, if you have a choice of, you know, vampires versus zombies, yeah, I'd rather be with with the vampires cuz you know, you're going to have less of them. Unless it's 28 days of night. Yeah. But vampires you can reason with, you know? You can sort of talk to them and, and be like, hey, man, don't bite me. I'll clean your house, you know? I can be your maid or something. If you just don't bite me. I just don't want to be a vampire. There you go. You, you might be able to reason with them. Zombies yeah, okay, are okay. just kind of mindless things that just go... Exactly. That was my zombie impression. <laughs> Very nice. In my, in my case, it'd be, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll clean your crypt if you want me to. <laughs> totally, I'll do it. We'll go now, and I'll do it right now. <laughs> so... But yeah, that was that was the twenty eight pranks later, which was sort of a zombie spoof. But I kind of also understand that the moral had to be brought up at some time because, you know, Rainbow Dash's pranking has been addressed before, but not quite to this level. Um, yeah. And when when you have somebody that's just kind of going out of control with their pranks. You got to put a, a stop to it somehow, and when being rational about it's not working, then you kind of have to go to the extreme. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree there. But you know what? They were cute zombies. <laughs> they kind of were. They were a little. They were creepy and a little cute at the same time. Which is very, very, very hard to, you know, accomplish. I don't know. They, they, it, was, it was an okay episode, but I, I do like the one that came next. Oh, man. Oh, yes. This is an episode I have been waiting for ever since I saw a clip, and all it was was Spike standing next to a change line. You see, I didn't see a clip of it before it came out on YouTube. I just saw, oh, a new episode. Is that Spike in a change line? Well, see, on um, the commercials, well, they've been running through the commercials. They'll have a clip. They have a clip in there of Spike standing next to a change line which was uh-huh. like, very odd to me, and I was trying to figure out, okay, what in the world is happening here? Are they going to try to attack again? Is Queen Chrysler going to attack again? But then you have Spike, 
who, of course, you know, they all go to the Crystal Empire because, you know, they all want to see the baby. They all want to visit. And, you know, Spike's like all like, yeah, you know, you know, don't be surprised. You know, I'm big man in campus here. <laughs> Puffing out his chest and everything. <laughs> well, he saved the Empire twice, so he's kind of a big deal. But, yeah. And, you know, when they walk in the town, never, and they're like... Where is everybody? And then when they finally see them, and it's like, oh, my God, Spike is here. He will save us. So I was totally hoping that since they were bringing them back to the Crystal Empire, that they would finally, finally bring back Slash Sentry. Yeah, but we didn't really see him. No, we didn't see him at all. Which kind of sucks, because that would have been really great to bring him in. Yeah, especially since, like, you know, you you basically have given us this teaser clip of Everfree, and you have the human version of him just, like, pining over her. (laughs) I mean, I mean, seriously, give us the pony love affair. Give us the pony love affair. Give us um, shining armor. Give him that look of, oh, no, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> Telling Twilight, Twilight, let me handle this. Cadence, can, can you please, can you please, can, can you go, go put up the baby? Go go play with the baby. I'm I'm, I'm we're just gonna have some man time here right now. <laughs> so, yeah, go, don't, don't worry, go go play with the baby. Everything's good. Everything's cool. Don't you ever look at my sister again? I swear I will pounce on you 15 ways from Sunday. <laughs> I'm seriously waiting for that episode. Oh, hopefully we'll get something to that effect. I hope so, because, I mean, I seriously want to see that, because, I mean, and the human world, she's, like, just all gaga over this guy, and you know she is the same way in Ponyville, because when she bumped right into him, it was the same spark that flew. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, come on! You... You have just like you know hit the. You have hit a nail with the head of a hammer. Okay, finish building the house for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, make something out of that relationship. There, I mean, there's there's groundwork for it. Yes, very big groundwork for it. But it was. Um, it was really funny how they were, like, even her brother was like, you know, we need to make sure you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And Cadence is like, and Cadence is like, I know how to do this. And just walks right up to Twilight and starts doing that their little dance from when they were a kid. Yeah, the little um, nursery rhyme thing. Which yeah, is always cute. They, it was. And once they finished it, she was like, yeah, she's, yeah, this is Twilight. 
that was that that right there was just hilarious. It was like, yeah, that's Twilight. It's like, wow, really? That's 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 your test. But I mean, it was, I mean, it was adorable. It was cute. And then you have um, Spike. I forgot what it was he was going off to do. And well, he falls through. The, um, the guards were like, oh, Spike the Brave and Glorious can help us find this threat. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he was, and, you know, he, he went off on his own and fell through some ice. And is in a cave, turns around, and all of a sudden there's a changeling standing, like, right there. Yeah. So much that, you know, he he falls off the edge of the, the edge of the cliff that he's standing on. And... Then, then the changeling, the changeling saves him. Yep, swoops down and grabs him. Which is, which is the thing that just like just throws you completely for a loop because it's like, wait a minute, he just saved Spike. Am I watching the right show here? Well, that's not even the most amazing thing that the changeling did. Because Spike goes to run away, and then the changeling opens his mouth and speaks. Yes. And that my is, first reaction to that was, "Oh my God, they can talk." That 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 was my that was my thoughts exactly because the only one had, whom had ever spoken had been Queen Chrysalis. That was it. I think everybody's mentality, as far as changelings went, were the only one that could speak was the queen. And just right. like with these, the others are just workers, and they follow her orders. So, yeah, when he spoke, and he was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Well, I'm not going to hurt you. I, dude, I am not here to hurt you. Dude, dude, calm down. <laughs> it was like, whoa, um, Hi. <laughs> what just happened? Uh, he he professes that he isn't like the others, and actually admits that he was actually at the castle when they attacked, and they actually showed the attack. And they showed that he was actually standing there afraid. They actually showed him being born. Which I thought was cool because then we also get to see, like, how the changelings hatch out of their eggs and stuff. 
and what they look oh, yeah, like is little babies. And they're cute little they, monsters. <laughs> they are cute little monsters, especially him. He's adorable. He's got these yeah. white, bright eyes, kind of like, I want to love you. And All everybody else him. in the nest is just like, <laughs> Yeah, hissing at each other, kind of like, yeah, I'm going to eat you. No, I'm going to eat you. No, I'm going to eat you. So, I mean, that that part was just hands down great part because of the fact of it was kind of like it's showing that, you know, yes, he was born as this type of creature, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're all going to be the same. Right. Which, I hate to say this, is kind of a storyline. I do hate to say this. Even though it is cute how they did it, they have kind of beaten this one with like a dead horse. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like every other evil creature. Has been done. A lot. I do admit that. Been there, done that 18,000 times. I have 50 t-shirts from the theme park. Yeah. Then when he said, all I want is all I want are friends, it was like, oh. Yeah, that was kind of cute when he he said, you know, ever since I was born, all I ever wanted was a friend. It's like, oh, my gosh, I want to hug him. <laughs> I don't care the fact that he can, he can like, kill me. I, I, I want to hug him. <laughs> Come here, you little Swiss cheese bug pony. If they make a plushie of him, I am so buying him. Yeah, Thorax was definitely a cute character. Yeah, he definitely is. And it was quite fun. Um, Spike did attempt to help him in the wrong way. Yeah, at first he kind of botched it. I'd I'd say he, he went beyond botched. Yeah, he totally, because yeah. <laughs> there's there's no words to explain what how, how badly he did it because he basically convinced Thorax to make himself look like another pony and come into town with him, which is not exactly what he should have done. Yeah. Because... Yeah, Thorax wants friends, but I think he also wants friends who accept him for who he is, not for what he looks like. Right. And, of course, as soon as he sees Baby Flurryheart, 
I mean, he has a spaz attack. Well, because the changelings feed on love, and there's so much love surrounding Flory Hart right now because of, you know, the events of her crystalling and the way the Crystal Empire heart works and stuff like that. Yeah, so unfortunately... Everybody in the Empire loves her. Oh, yeah. And he unfortunately makes the mistake of spazzing out. And after he had, had, had said, this is my new friend, and he turns into a changeling. Or actually, he said... He's he's an old friend, a long-distance uh-huh. pen pal of mine. Well, that was another mistake he made because as soon as he changed back into his changeling form, that was all they saw. Yeah, it was Holy Friday's month. Yeah, and oh my god, he has probably killed your friend. And the next thing Spike does that's wrong was he didn't defend him. Yeah. He freaked out and sort of let the guards chase him out. Yeah. So when... And he had, I don't even think, had he told him about the story about about himself yet? At um, that time? I, yeah, I think he had already told Spike the story. Okay. Because he goes back and he tries to talk to him. Thorax is completely pissed off at him because basically he feels like he's betrayed him. And, you know, he's kind of, like, standing there kind of like, you know, okay, yeah, I screwed up. I admit it. I should not have done it that way. I should have done things differently. You know, can we try this again? Eventually, Thorax finally says, okay, finally can try it again. Time when they go back, he goes back in his true natural form. And he's trying to get everybody to listen to him. And, like, nobody's listening to him until he finally just, like, you know, yells something. Do you remember what he yelled? Oh, no. I know Spike basically does a musical number where he's talking about... um, how he's made mistakes and he's not the perfect hero that everybody thinks he is there. And then he's talking about, and, you know, he basically talks about how Thorax is not a bad pony. I can't remember what the outburst was that made them stop, but... I just saw that a little while ago. Yeah. Hmm, I'll have to. I'll have to rewatch that. Definitely, I will. I, I will definitely. Re, re, no, I can't rewatch it. I 
darn it. No, no, I can't because I, because I finally figured out how to go ahead and make sure I watch all the episodes was I set up my timer on my DVD player to cord the entire two hours of My Little Pony on Saturday afternoons. Oh, okay. And then I just fast forward whatever episodes I've already watched. Until I get to the new one. Oh, all right. So I've been doing that for the last couple of weeks, so I finally actually got myself caught up, and I found out I didn't actually miss that much. Yeah, I just basically have a subscription to a channel on YouTube that puts up a new episode like a day after. Well, actually only like maybe an hour or so after it airs. That's usually how I end up seeing the new episodes. Okay. No, I just I just recorded because I do actually have the hub. But it was I I mean by the end of the episode, Thorax basically says, "What I would love to be able to do is I would love to be able to learn more about friendship." And take that back to my own people and hopefully change their hearts and their minds in regards to that. Well, and that's kind of cool when you think about it. What if the changelings could just learn how to make friends and sustain themselves on that love and then they wouldn't have to depend on invading other ponies um, towns. Yeah. Because he said, hey, we, I would love to be able to just sustain myself on just the power, on the, on the love of friendship. Cadence was just like moved by that and Shining Armor was too. And they were like, you know what? We would be more than happy to have you as a member of our of our of our kingdom, and they even let him come near Flurry Heart, which was hilarious because he, as soon as she got near him, he went into instant <laughs> changeling mode, and it's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'll learn to control that, I promise. (laughs) And could you imagine baby Flurry Heart when she gets to be older and, like, if she goes off on an adventure with a bunch of her friends and they accidentally stumble into a a changeling nest and all the other ones are scared, but Flurry Heart sees Thorax and just runs forward and goes, Uncle Thorax! And then I everybody else is that. just like, oh, what? <laughs> okay, that, that that is another episode I want to see. <laughs> I want Twilight Sparkle finally getting with Flash Century and Ponyville. And Princess Flurry Heart. <laughs> 
running up to Uncle Thorax. <laughs> Those are the two episodes I want. That would be cute. So, but yeah, those those are those are the three those the last three episodes of the season. And I have to admit, I I, I am I I love the last one because I especially oh, oh, love yeah. the fact that you know you had you had uh, Starlight Glimmer going. I feel so bad because you know I'm not doing my studies back in Ponyville about friendship and you know Twilight Sparkle at the beginning is like you know. You never know. You can you can find a, a friendship lesson anywhere. And what do they end the end the episode with? A really good friendship see? lesson. Yeah, and her saying, "See, I told you, you can learn a friendship lesson anywhere." And he definitely did learn something. Digging out a bait for a project I want to do. Oh, somebody's been using Google on in here. Oh, I can smell it. Oh, But yeah, I definitely think the Changeling episode was my favorite of the three. an episode I have been dying to see. For like as from the moment I saw that that particular clip. And I thought it was so funny when, you know when Thorax changed back into his own form in the castle, and everyone's like spazzing out, going, "Oh my God, Spike, get away from him! Get away from him! Get away from him!" And he's like, "No, no, no! You don't understand! You don't understand!" Yeah, he's he. Had to explain he's not a bad guy, he's not attacking anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait until next week's episode. I don't even know what it is yet. I have no idea what they're going to do next, but hopefully we get something else cool. I agree. And while we are here, I'm going to actually mark off that I've gotten Applejack. And you know what? Just for giggles. Yes. Let me see what I can pull up on MLP database of Princess Celestia. 
No, she's not even on. No, she's not a blind bag. She's just an all-clear one? She's all-clear. Weird. I've never seen an all-clear one. Well, I figured she'd be clear because of the fact of... um, She's white, and we have that one um, set where the um, the ponies are translucent. Yeah, they do have that translucent set. Now, the only blind bag princess I have is I have a cadence, and let me compare her to the other blind bags. She is slightly taller than than the other blind bags, but you have to send me a picture of this all clear one. I'm intrigued now. Definitely. Well, once I figure out how to take a good picture of it. Because you know the backdrop's going to make all the difference in the world. Oh, yeah. Wow, we your four just flew by way too quickly. Yeah. Well, I figured it was going to kind of fly by. We only did like maybe two or three episodes on year four. Mm, this is the fifth episode. Fifth? Okay. Well, yeah, it wasn't that many. And that was even with all of the um, packages being opened and all the fair episodes. Yeah, that's true. We had some other stuff in between. But then again, you know, most of season four was, or not season four, Most of year four was stuff that we had kind of already seen. Yeah. Just slightly different variations. Definitely. So hopefully year five will go by a little bit slower without us having to try and stretch it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, even after we finish all the years, we can still, you know, we still have other things to talk about too, Mm -hmm. because we've got the blind bags, 
dialing Quite side sad. and stuff like that. Yep. We definitely still have stuff to go, but it's kind of like, you know, I I don't quite think I ever saw the show getting to this point. (laughs) Yeah, where we catch up with the recent generation and then maybe start running out of things to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Because I have an idea in mind, but I don't know quite how to go about doing it, if I want to do it. I don't want to say what it is until I make that decision. I'm sure we'll figure something out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, even when I started, I didn't think we'd get to this point. Because we were still in G2, and then we went through G3, and then we eventually got to G4. But, I mean, we could always stretch it out with customizer interviews and more random talks. Yeah. Uh, but you, you can't really play in random talk. Those shows just seem to kind of happen. Yeah, random talk is never never a planned event. Unless we actually do plan the event. Yeah. So. But I will have to say, um, going back to the book I'm, I've been reading for like the last week, um, remember when last week I I was on the fence as to whether or not I should say continuation or whether or not it's just a rehash of the entire all the entire series. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a book that you definitely have to read all the other books in order. to to understand it. Right. But it is it is definitely a book that it can actually stand on its own two feet. So it's like it, it is a standalone, but to really appreciate it, you'd have to read you know, everything actually, else next to it. You actually have to read everything else first in order to completely understand it. Right. And unlike with the last series that I read, and I still need to finish off the last two books on to do my two books for the summer, two series for the summer, unlike that one, this one, as I had said, it's broken up to where you can kind of skip back and forth. Well, as I was reading from the first, what would be the first book into the second book, I realized, no, I can't, because then I would know too much. Right. Going into the second book, rather than being surprised about it at the end. Right. Because there was... the. 
there was a scene in the second book where her father finally told her that, you know, I told him to stay away from you. Well, they actually had the scene in this book where her father went basically grabbed this guy basically by the back of his neck and told him, you better stay away from my daughter or else I'll kill you. Oh, goodness. So, I mean, it was it was parts like that that just, you know, really make the book a lot better because it's not a complete rehash. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the scenes, they do kind of rehash the entire, the entire scene. But the way they do it is a lot better than what most writers would do which would be changing he to I and from I to she, they completely make it from his point of view. Well, it was it was more than just the changing of the pronouns. It was you actually got to physically see the other yeah. scenes that were cut out. Yeah. You got to see his life without her, which was the one great thing was because you read the other books and you read about how, you know, she was hearing from his, his, their mutual friends that basically he was on a self-destructive streak. But here you actually got to read him being self-destructive. Yeah. You got to see it instead of just somebody saying it. Yeah. And then, of course, you get the you know you know get the fun scene of you know him being freaked out on their wedding night when he wakes up in bed alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And goes to go charging out of the house. But naked. Go looking oh, for her. that's interesting. <laughs> he didn't remember to put pants on. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, I, I on, so. would hope that was at a time at night where all the neighbors were asleep, so. Yeah, it was. And it got to show because, you know, she had said when they'd gotten married, you know, what about we don't have any rings? And it, they actually showed, they actually did the scene where he went and picked out the rings. Aww. And how much thought he put into picking out the rings that would symbolize their love, but wouldn't look like wedding bands to keep them safe. Right. So it was really cute and fun to watch, to see it from that point of view and to see him, to see the scenes that you wouldn't have seen beforehand, which was a nice little touch. But 
went and see how 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 bad he she really did make him. Because <laughs> you know, despite the fact that he would stand there and say, "Girl, you're driving me crazy," you know, to literally see it from his point of view that she is is literally driving him crazy. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> That right there was that 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 was icing on top of the cake, the cherry on top of the Sunday. Oh. But I have to give props to this to this author for doing that. And the reason why I say it is. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Stephanie Meyer actually came out with a new Twilight book. Oh, yeah, where she basically changed the characters that it was supposed to be. Uh, She gender-swapped them. But it wasn't well-received by a lot of the fans because it was basically just changing of pronouns. Basically. And not really a new story. Yeah, she wouldn't. She she won't release Edward's point of view, but yet she'll flip pronouns and basically regurgitate a book she already gave us. Yeah, that kind of sucks. It's kind of like, um, do you really think your fans are really that stupid? Yeah. So. I'm sorry, I'm looking up pictures of changelings now because now that we talked about that episode, I want to make I want to make a thorax to hang out in my G4 village. <laughs> nice. And I, I even found a bait that I think would work for him. Sweet. I got clay today, so I can do it. Cool. You need to send it to me. Pictures, I mean, not the actual yeah. custom. Well, I do need to figure out what I'm making everybody for Christmas this year. Oh, I've got to get back to working on those again. Hopefully, maybe this year I'll actually finish them. What did you find? Nothing. I've, I I just started. I just decided to start reading the, like the seven pages that I have left, and at point where they're talking about they're they're evidently talking about the adopting of children. Mhm. And he's sitting there, and his in his head. 
typical guy, you know, they'd have to make sure they were they had clothes on when they walked around. They couldn't just you know have at her anytime he wanted to. <laughs> couldn't play his drums at night as loudly as he wanted. Couldn't blast music with colorful language. Couldn't have at her as wherever he wanted. Oh wait, he just said that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta kind of tone that down. They're kind of like a one track mind. <laughs> This is a part that I've been dying to read, and I've actually been really good, and I have not skipped to the end of the book. But I've been very good about not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I think I will let you go so that you can get back to your book because I know you want to finish it. I do, and I have to go back to work, too. Uh, Uh Well, it's sometimes easier to work at night, easier to pull the types of stuff I want to pull. So... I'll hopefully talk to you next week. Well, I hope so. There should be anything going on next week where I won't be able to come on. Well, I hope you'll tell me early enough. Well, if anything happens, I will let you know. Although I don't foresee any problems with me being on next week. Okay. And then I guess next week we're starting year five. Yes, we are. And I already hear from it is. Hopefully by then I will be done with at least half of the new half of the first of two books to finish off my selection series to go ahead and do the promise of finishing two book series. Wait a minute. Did I already finish one book series this summer? I don't know. No, I didn't, darn. And you want to know what the horrible thing is? What? I rented another book from the library. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going to be good. I'm going to wait until next week to pick it up. So I at least have enough time between now and then to try and, you know, get the get these two books out of the way so that I will have at least done what I said I was going to do and finish two books before the before Labor Day. Well, at least with finishing this book, you'll have one series, right? Yes. 
Well, you're halfway there then. Exactly. Just six more pages to go. <laughs> All righty. Well, then talk to you next week. Talk with you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Happy, happy pony night-night. Pony night-night. This is Kim Monolf, and you have listened to Bunny Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. Is that it? Are they gone? Are they gone? Well, until next week, happy pony hunting. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.